Hi there, it's Rachel Martin, and you're listening to Parenting Teens Podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Parenting Teen Podcasts. Today, I'm going to be looking into the crucial topic of the importance of self-care for parents of teenagers. So what am I going to cover today and why do I keep bantering on about this? Well, it's something that I think is really important, but something that we can really easily neglect. So today I'm going to look at those common excuses, the things that we tell ourselves that allow us to avoid this. I'm going to give you some practical tips to help you to start to get on board with this and realise it doesn't have to be as hard as it seems. And then I'm going to look at the undeniable reasons of why prioritising your well-being isn't just a luxury, it's a necessity if you want to be the best parent that you can be. And who doesn't want to be that? So to crack on some of the excuses that I hear, the number one excuse I hear actually, and that I am guilty of myself, I will confess, is that I don't have time for self-care. There's not enough time in the day and now you're asking me to take time for myself. I know that finding time for self-care can be challenging but it really is essential. But the important thing to note is even small moments of self-care can have such a significant impact on your overall well-being. We're not talking about an hour's aerobic session somewhere or trekking up some mountain to get you back out in nature. It really can be something as short as five minutes. So if you're telling me you can't find five minutes in the 16 hours that you're awake, well, then maybe we should have a chat one-to-one about that. So I get the time constraints, but it really doesn't have to be that long when it comes to self-care. Another excuse that I've heard before is, it feels so selfish to prioritise myself. So with this one, I want you to consider self-care as more of an investment in yourself and in your parenting. Taking care of yourself allows you to just be more present more patient. And let's be honest, we all need a bit of patience when we're raising teenagers, but it also gives you the ability to help you to understand them. Sometimes they aren't the most logical beings on the planet. And if you're at a point of high stress or you're not the top of your game, it can be really hard to control your emotions with that. It isn't selfish. What you're actually doing is making an investment in yourself and yourself as a parent. So what about if my teenager or my kids need me constantly? I get that, it happens. It might even be that your partner needs you constantly, or probably what I hear more often is that work needs you constantly. And I understand that these areas of your life need support, but actually when it comes to modelling self-care, This is going to teach your teenager really valuable skills of keeping themselves as a priority too. It's all a lesson in balancing responsibilities and showing them how important it is to nurture and care for yourself and want to manage your own mental health. So I do get you have other demands and other responsibilities, but not putting yourself anywhere in that list or probably just putting yourself last, is really not giving a very positive message to your teenager about this. So consider wider 
than just the responsibilities you have on you. Think about the lessons that you're teaching to those around you as well. Something else that could be stopping you, excuse number four. I'm not even sure where to start with self-care. I hear all about it, but I don't know what to do. So I'd say that self-care should and can be very personal to you. It doesn't always involve grand gestures or something massive. It can just start with something small, a manageable activity that brings you joy or relaxation. That's all it has to be. It can be as simple as putting a picture up that you know makes you smile every day when you see it. These small acts are all parts of self-care. Sometimes we're guilty of looking at these things as happening to be regimented routines and things that we have to stick to and eating completely differently and make this big mountain out of, to be honest, what's a molehill? It's just giving yourself the opportunity to give yourself a moment of joy or relaxation and that really doesn't have to take much time and it really is individual to what you enjoy so don't just follow the trend do what works for you and you know what have fun finding out what that is as well the final one that I hear a lot and I hear this from everybody I work with including teenagers is about feeling guilty for taking time for yourself And guilt is a common emotion when it comes to self-care. But again, I ask you to remember, a well-cared-for parent is so much better equipped to nurture a thriving relationship with their teenager. And as you well know, I think that relationship is so key to enabling that parenting journey to be as enjoyable, as easy as it possibly can be. So actually don't feel guilty for taking the time to ensure that you're being the best parent you can be. You're in the best place that you can be to support your teenager. So now we've gone over all those excuses and you're realising that those excuses maybe aren't ones that you can stand by anymore. I wanted you to have some tips, some ideas of ways that maybe you can start to bring self-care into your world. So my number one tip is schedule some me time. Set aside specific time slots in your calendar for some kind of self-care activity. Don't just put it in there and let it go. I want you to treat this with the same importance as you do your other commitments that you write in your diary. Even if it's just a five minute break to put your feet up. Ten minutes to listen to your favourite songs. Put the time in so that you make sure that you do it. Make a promise to yourself that you are going to do this self-care lark and see how it makes you feel. My second tip is about communicating boundaries, which sounds a bit odd and I know I talk a lot about boundaries. But this is about you establishing open communication with your teenager about the importance of self-care. You're looking to help them to recognise and respect your need for personal time. Now, it might not just be your teenager you need to talk about this with. There may be other people in your family who need to be aware of it too. But as I've said, it's a priority because it helps others to learn how important it is. And by you communicating this with them, they'll begin to understand. So making sure that these people are aware that right now for the next five minutes, you don't want to be interrupted. You're just looking for some time to yourself. Or you're going to go out for a walk for 10 minutes 
because it's something you need to do for yourself. All of this helps to raise the profile of the fact that self-care and looking after yourself is important. Now this one might be a bit contentious because some people really struggle with this, but I can't get away from the fact that sleep's important. A well-rested parent is better equipped to handle the challenges of parenting. And as much as you might not be able to aim for a constantly consistent sleep schedule, some kind of way to make sure you're getting enough sleep is really important for both your physical and mental well-being. No matter how we cut it, there's too much evidence to say that if you're not sleeping, actually this can have a real effect on your well-being. So trying to work out what works for you and making sure you can try and make that happen as often as possible, it's always going to be a good step. So tip number four is about having fun with this. I want you to think about self-care as an opportunity for you to learn new things or rediscover activities that bring you joy. Engaging in hobbies, interests, anything that's outside your normal routine of life is such a great outlet for self-expression and relaxation. Now we have the internet at our fingertips, there is a world of things that you can try and teach yourself if you just give yourself the time to do it. So explore what's out there, find out what you're good at and find out what you're rubbish at, to be honest. But if it sparks your interest, give it a go. That's part of what self-care is about. And that's what life's about, enjoying new things. So use it as an excuse if you have to. And my number five tip is to seek support. Connecting with other parents who are facing similar challenges or who are in the similar situation as you is always helpful. Sharing experience, hearing advice, any kind of support network that understands how difficult or what you're going through can really make you feel connected. And taking time to find these people is a part of self-care. So finding these communities, again, we're still online. There are Facebook groups pouring out of everybody's ears with stuff like this. But finding ways to connect with people who understand where you're at can really, really help with your mental well-being. To use it as an excuse to see what's going on outside of your bubble. See how other people are coping with the same problems that you face. Steal their ideas, share in the thoughts that you have and use this as a point of support. It really can help you. So now we hit on the reasons for why you should even bother with any of this. And the first thing I want to talk about is emotional resilience. I know it sounds like one of those key things they have in every school at the moment. But self-care is something that will always strengthen your emotional resilience. It helps you to navigate the ups and downs of parenting in a far easier way. And let's be honest, we know that life can be a roller coaster and you're better placed to handle it if you're not riding on your own roller coaster at the same time. The classic example that jumps to mind to me is if you're a mum and you've got a daughter. I guarantee that once a month you are both in a very heightened hormonal place. It can feel more like your minefield walking for that week. And this is when taking time to establish your own well-being will mean that these moments 
aren't quite so heavy. They aren't quite so dark because you're in a position of being able to help yourself. And then you're in a better position to be able to help your team. So this emotional resilience is mega important and self-care is what helps you maintain it and hold on to your mental well-being. Reason number two, I've said it before and I will briefly say it again now. It is a huge opportunity for role modelling how to look after yourself. By you prioritising self-care, you teach your teenager the importance of balance, self-love and maintaining mental health. And let's not pretend it, independence to a teenager is paramount. So if they see you doing things for yourself, it will help them to understand that they can do things for themselves as well. It's such an important lesson. Reason number three is about improved communication. Sounds a bit bizarre, but I don't think any of us will argue that when you're in a positive mental state, Communication with anyone, including your teenager, becomes more constructive and more understanding. You're less likely to fly off the handle if you're not carrying bucket loads of stress from work or any negative space you have around you. I know I've been guilty for saying things that two seconds later I feel guilty for because it was over the top. Or more often than not, it's a reaction to many things that are going on in my world at that point in time. But my teen tipped me over the edge. Balance within us means that we can think before we speak. Again, a really important message for teenagers to understand. Especially if you're in a place where you're being the outlet for your teen's stress at the moment. Show them that there's another way. And self-care really will help them to communicate what's going on. Reason number four, sustainable parenting, which all sounds very posh, but basically means this parenting lark, it isn't just a six-month job. This is something you've got to do for a lot of years. And even if you're in the teenage years, you've still probably got at least five years left, if not way more than that. And consistent self-care contributes to being able to sustain your long-term parenting needs. It's an investment in your well-being for this entire parenting journey. Get this right and the journey is going to be less stressful. It really is as simple as that. Because you do know it is going to be stressful. There are parts that you can't control. Let's not beat about the bush. That unknown part of parenting, well, it gives me the arse sweats to be honest. But you can't argue the point that being in a stable place yourself, and I'm talking about 80% of the time here, you're not always and forever, but being in a stable place is going to help you with your parenting. And the last thing I'm going to say, self-care helps to strengthen relationships. When you're taking care of yourself, it ensures you have the energy and emotional capacity to nurture a strong, healthy relationship with your teenager. Now I know I bleat on about this an awful lot, but it's the only way you can ensure that you're the one your teen comes to if something really does hit the pan. That you're going to be there for graduation, exam results, or maybe even their wedding day. 
This all comes down to the relationship you build with your teenager. If they despise you, be under no illusion. When they can, they will cut you out. So you being in a steady and stable place and there to be able to support them when they need you. Well, that's the main thing that they want. Please make sure that you don't look back and wish that you just tried to look after yourself a little bit better to enable you to be the best parent that you can be. Five minutes out of 16 hours to help establish that relationship. Surely it's got to be worth it. So these are my thoughts around self-care. Some things that you can think about and why it is so important. But please remember that self-care isn't a luxury. It's a necessity for being the best parent you can be. I hope this has helped you and sparked some ideas. If you've got any questions or comments, please feel free to leave them for me. Send them through on social media. I'll be more than happy to answer anything you've got. Thanks ever so much for listening. Have a good day. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much if you've listened this far. I really hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful. Don't forget to never miss another episode. Please click the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. As always, if you have any feedback or ideas, please do get in touch. I always love to hear from anyone who's been listening to these. You can find me at teentherapistonline.com for my website or Facebook and Instagram. I'm Teen Therapist Rachel Martin. I will always reply. So please, if you have anything you want to let me know about or ask about, please do just get in touch. And if you're feeling really, really lovely and you're listening on Spotify, you could leave me a review, which would really mean the world to me. Once again, I'd just like to say thanks and I hope you have a super lovely day.